I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. Hello there. Today I am with Noelle Rhodes and Elise Daly Parker. Now, typically our Friends Talking Family episode is about a topic that we want to talk about, something about our family culture, our values, um, the way we're living intentionally. But today we are going to be interviewing one of our own, Noelle Rhodes, who is known online on Instagram as Philly's mom. So she's in the hot seat and we're here today to talk to her about... um, where Philly's mom came from, why laughter is important to her, and um, yeah, how we can chase joy in every season of our life. So welcome back, ladies, and thank you, Noelle, for letting us grill you today. What do you want to know? <laughs> Uh-oh, she's she's putting on the Philly. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so just, you know, we might have mentioned this um, before on our episodes, but uh, Noelle and Elise have known, and me, have known each other for a very, very long time. Elise and Noelle, you've known each other way longer than I've known the both of you. Um, but actually, we, you said six years ago, we started a podcast together called Slices of Life. We had one of the co-hosts, Kimberly Coyle. And so we've been working together for a really long time. So I've had the pleasure of seeing her develop in her giftings, um, just grow in her talents and fine tune her message and Mm -hmm. see her go through, you know, the ups and downs of what it means to do work online and to do ministry. And so, yeah, I'm so proud of where she's, where she is now and how far she's come. And it's just, it's been so fun to see her journey. That's very nice. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Mm, I agree. All right. So let's jump right in. So online, if anybody follows Noelle on Instagram, which I highly recommend, you will see a bunch of skits where she acts as Philly's mom. So Philip, a disciple of Christ, and correct me if I'm getting this wrong. Philly's mom as if she is a New Jersey Italian mom, correct? And so I love it. She She brings it all to the table. So tell us a little bit about like where... Where did you get the idea of doing, and you do other skits as well, but where did you get the idea of Philly's mom? Well, I, you know, Philly's mom is like an amalgamation of a few like New Jersey women, primarily my mom and my aunt. So that's just like a character. Um, The idea to do it was my sister-in-law was like talking to me one day and, you know, my background's my background, my way, 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 way back background is in theater. That's kind of like my first love. And I didn't wind up doing professional, you know, theater or show business. Um, I went into ministry instead, another industry that doesn't pay any money unless you're (laughs) famous or leading some kind of cult. But, um, basically it's true. That's true. Um, so anyways, I, my sister-in-law was like, you know, you should just go on TikTok and like, just do your thing. And I was like, what would I do? And she's like, I just do like a skit or something. And so what, I mean, she just like, it was very, it, it was, it was not even like a passing comment. It was like a, just a comment in the wind. And the one thing she said to me was like, oh my gosh, you know, 
there are so many more consumers on TikTok than content creators. You might as well put something out there. And so I was like, all right, well, what could I do? And I was really not doing friendship stuff at the time for a long time. For years, I was talking about friendship, female friendship. And then I got totally burnt out and was like, if you don't know how to have friends at this point in my <laughs> podcast, I'm sorry. You're just, <laughs> something's wrong with you. Like I've said- You did friendship skits for a while. I did some friendship did. skits. Yeah, uh-huh. I did. But I didn't put those on TikTok. So mm-hmm. I just one day decided to do like Martha from the Bible, like um, Mary Martha. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As an Italian-American. And basically just embodied like my mother's personality. And that got a lot of um, response. And then I start to do, then Philly's, Philip's mom kind of was born out of that. And... I don't really understand why people resonate with it. Um, I'm always surprised. No, I, I, it's like funny. Like I'm surprised when they do because it's not just New Jersey people. It's people from other countries. Like we'll be like, oh my gosh, I love this. And I'm like, but why? Because it's so <laughs> weird. I mean, it's really like the weirdest thing is like to play a Bible character as if they're from New Jersey and they're Italian American. Um, <laughs> and it's not even a Bible character that we read about. It's no, not like you've got stuff to work with. Philip's I mean, you're working like with Philly. It's coming. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. got nothing to work with. Um, so, you know, I just started doing it. And then the more I did it, the more ideas came to my mind. And it's been really, it's, so she's my, one of my favorite characters I've ever played because, you know, when I, when I watch the skits back, I don't ever see myself. I'm like, oh, there she is. She's so cute. Like, <laughs> it's like she like teaches me things, and so like you know, love that. I think what is done for me personally is it's really um, made me go all the time. Like, oh my gosh, these disciples had moms, and they probably were freaking out. Good point. Like yeah. the whole thing is so weird and bizarre, and just their journey of like they they, they had to have mothers who are like worried or or proud or had the range of emotions that any of us who have who are moms could feel if their sons decide to leave everything and follow this man named Jesus. Yeah. So or get a yeah. get a job in a profession that they didn't go to college for. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's so much to relate to in her. And um I think that might be why people re- do resonate with it is because it's relatable. Yeah. Yeah, And so, you know, I, people who, uh, you know, do not believe the Bible is even true. And they're like, I watch it every time you put it out because just there's something about it they like, and I just think it's, she's very likable as a character. Yeah. I, well, I think what you said is so important. She's relatable as a mom. Yeah. As a mom who cares yeah. about her kids and is kind of going, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she gives a voice to mom concerns. He's yeah. an adult. Yeah. But, you know, he's gone off to what looks like a cult, it looks like a cult with a bunch of hoodlums. But she's trying to be supportive. It's, it's, it is fun. And then there's this other character that doesn't actually get played, but is talked about named Cheryl. And Cheryl's like her really opinionated friend that always has something to say. And I think that also is something that women relate to, specifically yes. women. It's like, there's always an other mom who comes in and says something that, to cut you down as a mom or make you feel like you're not doing a good job or make you feel like you're missing out or you don't have all the information. Right. She's got more information than you do. Yeah. Yeah. Very, you're still very, friends with her all these you're years. Still friends <laughs> all these years. You just deal with her. <laughs> but at the same time, like Philly's mom's at the place and her, 
you know, I guess motherhood where she's just learned how to deal with, deal with the Cheryl's Cheryl is who it is. So I do feel bad because people will get on there on TikTok and they'll be like, um, my name is Cheryl <laughs> and I'm not that way. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just chose a day. Cheryl came out of my mouth and she's been Cheryl ever since. Yeah. Yeah. So very funny. So I, I guess you said, you know, this just kind of comes into your mind. I'm wondering like how, okay. So you're kind of sitting there making dinner. Is that how it happens? Yeah. What's the creative process like? Um, the creative process, I think people are surprised when they learn that it is, I do write it. So it is scripted. I mean, some of it's improv a little bit, but a lot of it is, it's written. Um, and I'll, it's different things. It's, it, it's different inspiration that will, that will prompt me for Philly's mom. It could be you know, like my, one of my last more recent ones, which obviously won't be relevant to whoever's listening, but, um, Philly's mom says something like, if you're tired, take a nap. If you're hungry, get something to eat. You know, she goes into this whole thing just about how it's so easy to, to think that, um, Jesus wants us to hustle, but actually just wants us, you know, he asks us to take care of, you know, not take care of yourself, but like, if you're hungry, like, yeah, take care of yourself, you know? And, um, it was just one day I woke up and I was just feeling like I was, I was feeling really tired. And I just, in my mom, in that moment, I heard her voice. This is going to make me sound like a nut job, but it was like, <laughs> she was like, take a nap, you know? And, um, and that's when I just started to write those things down and, um, and then I'll just try it different ways and then just take the best of the best. That's okay. So I, I, I do want to know about this process. So you, come up with this idea, something strikes you, yes. um, comes, you come up with an idea, you take some notes yeah. and then you, you hop on your video and start just trying. Yes. I okay. try it. And then I'll try different lines and different things. And then it's like, I edit everything. I edit what I think is the, which, what makes the most sense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, depending. Yeah. So you've got those editing yeah. skills too. Both of you guys, Kimberly and Noel. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I mean, um, that's the stuff I want to improve on, but yeah, it's, I have a lot of, um, I have to like erase a lot of old footage like, <laughs> on my phone. Cause it's like, Oh, I, know, I would think. Yeah. For, for storage seconds, issue. Yeah. For 30 seconds, I have at least probably seven minutes of material that never makes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, so is that, are they all 30 seconds long? No. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. Some feel of them like they are, are older, but uh, the older ones are longer. But um, in terms of the algorithm, you want to really say you should it. only be thirty seconds long. So I've been trying to cut them down a little bit. Yeah, and you know it's like kind of a challenge. To yeah. Can yeah. I can I get a laugh or can I make a point within those thirty seconds? You'll be surprised. You can. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's good. So is that like again? Is that you attempt that? within that first taping or you don't even worry about that. You just kind of go ahead and then you'll get the meat. Yeah. I, I don't worry about that. I just go ahead and then I pull out what I think makes again, like the most sense. And cause sometimes you'll be filming and you'll try different things. You'll say like a line or whatever. And you're like, okay, that that's not really the mood that she's in. So it doesn't, that doesn't work. Okay. So we're not going to mm. use that. You kind of mm-hmm. like try to see, you know, 
just where where is it going and where does it land that's going to make the most sense to the audience to believe this really is Philly's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little bit, it's funny though, because people will still like direct message me and they'll be like, you know, that Philip's mom is not from New Jersey. And I'm like, of course I know that. <laughs> and they'll be like a cute, like heresy. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of, I was, I was wondering about that. Do you get pushback? Yeah. yeah. Do you get like every once in a while? I mean, it's yeah. not a lot, but every once in a while, someone will, someone will have something to say. It's like the silliest thing. It's like, I'm not yeah. even trying to teach a Bible lesson. Honestly, yeah. it's yeah. not even that way. Um, but I think what you do and, and what I've seen from people that I know that follow you that don't particularly attend church is like you're piquing their interest in a topic that they stories that they've heard before and they kind of go, oh, like maybe the Bible isn't so as uptight and rigid and boring as I thought it would be. And that's what I do love about your comedy. Well, that's good to hear. I mean, I'm I'm delighted to hear that. It's definitely not the point. And right. I think that either disappoints people. Mm, you know, that's because they're like, cause you're not like, when is Philip, when will you ever know that Philip's mom is like talking about Jesus, not wanting us to hustle. That's not in the Bible. You know what I mean? It's just not in the Bible. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just entertainment. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? It's not, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be educational here. So I do like the fact that people are like, Oh, the Bible is relate can be relatable. Yeah. There's things in it that makes, that can make sense to my life. But the purpose of doing the skits, are purely for comedy. Yeah. Which I love. And <laughs> you, you also did um a series on what is it the the real housewives oh, of the disciples? Yes. How was that? Did you <laughs> Yes. How, was, tell me tell us about that one. That one was <clears throat> fun. I don't think I finished it though. There's one more coming out. You just reminded me. Um okay. a friend of mine from town um listens to some podcasts with the guy, the actor who plays Roy and Ted Lasso, I don't know his name, but if you watch Ted Lasso, you'll know who Roy is. And he's like Mm -hmm, this character mm -hmm, or whatever. And he's got mm -hmm. this like really, you know, cool voice. So apparently he has a podcast and they talk about, I think movies or something. I don't know. I don't listen to it. Anyways, she had heard him say that she would love, he would watch a TV show where they did the real housewives of the disciples. And so she immediately (laughs) texted me and was like, this is your next series. And so I just... (laughs) I, I think she even sent him like the link to it. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what he thinks about it yet. Um, but I just decided to do it. And that was really fun too, because again, like, yeah, you're just, you know, was Andrew's wife upset that like Peter always outshined Andrew? We don't know that, but it's funny to think of her thinking Mm -hmm. that Andrew's not putting himself out there and is living in the shadow of his brother. You know, I mean, that's there's a few wives out there who can relate to that. Sure, so that was absolutely. really fun. Do you um, go digging back into scripture to be like, to, I mean, because for me, I know the scripture, I know the disciples, I can name them, but I don't really remember. I would have to go back and research to figure out any particular character traits. Who's who, or, and yeah, and like what 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 could I play on? Because I don't know that. I mean, you are you were you know your pastor, so maybe maybe that stuff is all up there, but. <laughs> I had a double check. I had a double check. I mean, like, I was like, one day I was like, well, who are, like, I forgot, like, you know, the main characters who are mm. the disciples, but there's like James the Lesser, who was also called James the Younger. 
he doesn't like there's like no mention of him anywhere else except in that list you know mm-hmm. so i had to figure out what is like what's his wife's take because there's something about him and so i just played on the fact that he was called james younger and i just assumed that she was older and was like a cougar or something i think that's how i <laughs> played it because it made sense to the real housewives you know yeah basically based on the real housewives of new jersey mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you're just having a ball yeah i'm just having fun and just um doing something that I was always supposed to be doing. And I think mm-hmm. even when I wasn't doing this as intentionally, I was always doing performance or, you know, I, I don't want to say creative stuff because that's such a wide variety. But like when I lived in Northern Ireland, I was a missionary. And one of my jobs was to run this like massive, like citywide kids week thing that was in different mm-hmm. locations. And somebody recently, I should send it to you guys, sent me um, this this video and it's like a music video because we were teaching the kids about Esther and it's me singing or not singing lip singing to like a rewrite of the song called um Royals. Does anybody know what I'm talking about by Lord? I think it's Lord wrote it, wrote it or something. It was mm-hmm. a popular song like a couple years ago. I took the song, I rewrote the lyrics to it and I like sang it as if I was Esther. I didn't sing it. Somebody else did and we recorded it. But we had like a whole music video about it. And so I was watching this recently and thinking, you know, everything they've done has had an element of theater or performance. It's just something I, I can't help it. It just happens. (laughs) And even as a little kid, I was always like making up stuff, like making up stories or like performing them for my family and things like that. And my, my mother, God bless her, who is not this way, um, try to get me into sports, you know, and things like that. And I just, it was hopeless. And then one day I said, I want to try theater school. Mm-hmm. And then she found something called Essex Youth Theater in Montclair and signed me up. And it was like, I, she, her version of the story is I came out at age 10 of the first class and said, I found my people. <laughs> and ever, and I mean, if you have a kid who does show business or likes that kind of stuff, you know what I'm talking about. It was mm-hmm. like, I had found this weird group of people who like to pretend that they were somebody else. And yes, and, I do. Yes, I do have people you, like you that. You have that, right? Yeah. So it, it gave me a lot of life so much so that I thought I was going to do it professionally. And I got into some of the best schools. I mean, I'm not saying that to, to brag, but I got into Tish. I got into Emerson, DePaul. Um, I, I actually got a scholarship to Marymount of Manhattan. I was supposed to go into their, you know, um, BFA program for acting. Yeah, that was and, my next question. Like, what what happened there? How did you decide that that was not the direction that you were going to go to? Um. Well, you know, I was so that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I was supposed to go, and my parents were all set to send me, and were supportive. Everybody was supportive of it because that's all I had ever done. Um, literally, it was just theater. I was not academic. I was not athletic. Um, this is all I did. So I was supposed to go and then I went to a Christian uh, summer camp. And during this time, I definitely had had like a spiritual experience for sure, where I made my faith my own apart from my, my parents. Mm -hmm. And I just, I really didn't know what to do. Um, And at the time I feel like, you know, first of all, hindsight's 2020, but I felt like um, 
there weren't a whole lot of examples of people who were Christians going into show business. It was kind of like, that's the last place you should go, you know? Mm. Um, but I went to this Christian camp and there was a drama troupe from a, from a college called um, the University of Valley Forge. And they were, they were a comedy drama troupe and they were hilarious. They were super funny and fun. And I remember talking to one of the cast members in a, um, in like a bathroom stall. Her name was Sandy Polinski. I don't I can't remember what her uh, married name is now, but she was shaving her legs in the sink of the bathroom. <laughs> and she's like, you're super nice. And she's like, so what are you going to do? You just graduated. I'm like, ah, I'm going to go to like acting school. And she's like, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I'd rather do what you're doing. And she was sort of like discouraging me not to do it. And I don't know what possessed me, but I came home from that camp and told my parents, like, I'm not going to acting school. I'm going to go to Bible college. And they were like, what? I mean, it was a little bit upsetting mm-hmm. <laughs> to hear. They just like invested years of money for me to to become better at what I did as far as mm-hmm. acting went. Mm-hmm. And I told my dad, I said, look, you know, this is only going to cost you 10 grand a year. This is like the early 2000s. And he was like, okay, well, then I guess it is God's will for your life. It costs <laughs> about four or five times the amount every year. So... I did it. And I think my parents were holding their breath. They're like, what is this? Like, what, what's, what's going to happen with this? Um, but I have to give them their, I have to say they did a good job at supporting me and letting me make that decision. Um, which I, they could have very well been like, you're not doing that. And that's where I met my husband. I met him at Bible college. And I always joke saying that's what I got out of Bible college was meeting my husband, which is not a bad thing. Um, no. Um, but I did do that comedy troupe and uh, made some lifelong friends and traveled with that comedy troupe for a year. Had half of my uh, tuition paid for that year because I was in that comedy troupe and loved it. And... um yeah. I mean, I had a great experience. I just never went into professional acting after that. And I actually don't really have any regrets about that, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think that um, comedy was kind of more what I wanted to do and um, like writing and things like that. And that kind of stuff interests me. I don't know if I would have been happy as like an actress, so to speak. So I think I would have figured that out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've always known you to be a funny person. I mean, I remember when we first met thinking that you were really funny, you emceed, um, and one of the events for circles of faith that we did. And I, and I just thought you were hysterical. I loved being around you. I remember before we even got to know each other. Well, I was like, Oh, when you were still in Ireland, I'm like, Oh, I really wish you lived here. Like, I really want to be your friend. And so to me, I love your frankness and your comedy. So is, is laughter and being funny of value to you, or is it just something that comes naturally to you? Is it something that's important that you're intentional about, or is it just really supernatural and you don't even think about it? Um, that's a great question. I think it's both. I think, I think some of it's born out of, um, survival. I know it sounds a little strange, but I was never the girl next door. And I don't mean that to be like, oh, no, you know, but I just wasn't. And even in theater, I didn't play those roles. I, I, um, like I never got an ingenue role, you know, where there's like a leading lady and she falls in love. If I was in Romeo and Juliet, I would have been the nurse, you know? 
<laughs> so uh, I would never have been Juliet. And one of the things I quickly learned in that time, this is kind of interesting, was that the leading lady role never got a standing ovation, but the funny lady role always did. <laughs> and I remember going to see Les Miserables when I was like 12. And, you know, I mean, there's amazing characters in that show, but without fail. And I think I saw that show maybe three or four times before I graduated high school on, you know, on Broadway. Every time the two people who played um, master of the house and his wife, I don't know their, I don't know their like French names properly because I'm just not that mm-hmm. musically theater cultured, but um, they always got a standing ov- ovation. Didn't matter who played them every time because I realized people really appreciate if you make them laugh. Mm -hmm. They want that so much more than you making them cry. And um, so I purposely would go after roles that were funny. Even if they were smaller, I always thought, well, I'm going to get, I'm going to get the most applause if I can make people (laughs) laugh, which is not really particularly godly, but it's something I figured out. And I also figured that out too. Like if you can't be the prettiest girl in the room, well, you better be the funniest. (laughs) Because the smart girls, you know, unfortunately, they didn't get a lot of attention um, either. So I just thought I'll just be, I know it's so like not. Uh, it's true though. All, no, I can. I, can yeah. I, w- I, in high school, I realized, and I, and I, the other funny thing about that was I knew that it wasn't going to necessarily get me boys, but it was going to get me friends and it was going to get me invited. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love your honesty and I love, um, the truth of it, which it is, it is true. Like everything is definitely true. And also like, if you can't be this person, then, then you can be this person because that's who you are and that's who you are really more aligned with. So I love that. It's, we don't have to be that one person, that one popular person that is so, sort of predictable. Like we know who that's going to be. Right. Or we right. know who that is. So who are the other people going to be? How are you going to be who you are? And um, right. I think that's a good, a good word to the wise and, you know, for today. Too. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it had some down stuff. Like I had, there's some things like in therapy, I've had to work out, you know, where the, my therapist will be like, this, don't turn this into a, a joke. This is trauma, you know, but that's also some of it too, is I've had, I think laughing helped me reframe some very painful things. And while that's, I think that's good. I do think that's a good thing and a gift, but part of it too has been, um, learning when not to do that. Yeah. When to not to escape, not to just, yeah. but you know, it's funny that you mentioned Les Mis because you have a tragic story here, Yes, but there is a need in the midst of tragedy for comic relief. I 100%. mean, just like, again, if you look at our world today and all the things that are dividing us and all the things that are upsetting everybody, right. there's so much, then it, it kind of makes sense that people look to you and go, oh gosh, I just want to laugh for a minute. Well, I just, I just want to, yeah. I just want to smile. I just want to, I need a break. So again, I think that, you know, that's what comedy is about, right? It's right. It's there's reality in there and there's truth in there, but it's also a funny way of, of, um, positioning it. And it, it allows us to, you know, laugh and take a breath and 
relax our shoulders in, in all in one 30 seconds, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, little moments. So it makes sense when I think about it that way. And well, do your kids think you're funny? Do your no. family members think you're funny? Um, my kids don't think I'm funny. I mean, they do and they don't, you know, um, like they don't really watch the stuff they put on. It's not really their thing. My husband doesn't really watch it, but I just did a, I just did like a little bit of a gig in Arizona. That was, that was much more stand up. It wasn't, you know, scripted or it was scripted, but it was in a stand up kind of um, genre. And I was worried. I was like, oh, like this pressure to be funny when someone's bringing you to be funny is a lot of pressure. <laughs> and they're flying you to Arizona and all stuff. Um, and my my uh, daughter, who's a little bit more to the point than maybe my son, was like, you're funny. Like, and I was like, oh, you think you do think I'm funny. Like, you're <laughs> funny, you know, but they don't, they, you know, it's, it's, it's like a kid thing, you know, it's you're like, just their mom still. I'm their I mean, mom. Yeah. I mean, I do. I think that's probably, there is a lot of comedy in how I parent them. And, but they also just, they're like, Oh mom, you're so weird. You know, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> what about your mom? How does she like My it? mom. Um, Since she's funny, a role model. <laughs> she, um, she does think they're funny. Um, but she does get nervous that people think that she's just like Philly's mom and she's not just like Philly's mom. Yeah. Um, you know, she's, she's a little different than her, but. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's inspiration, not, not replication. Yeah. Yeah, She gets a little nervous about that, but I just say it's okay. (laughs) It's okay, mom. You'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but she does like, she's not on social media. So my aunt will like send her the videos, like we'll text her the videos or something like that. So it's funny to kind of see that, but yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure what my siblings think. I don't know if they tell me either way, but that's okay. No, you know what? Really? You can't really depend on your family to give you feedback really can't. about that. Mm-hmm. No. For any for any of for this anything. Stuff. No. Yeah. I mean, no. I don't I don't mean like, you know, I, I, we love our families, but right. like if if that's who you're looking to follow you, if that's no. who you're looking to approve of you, if that's who you're looking to say, "Oh my gosh, she's amazing." Forget it. I think that's a very good I reminder. still have to learn that lesson all the time. I I have, you know, one of my mentors of many is a um writer, speaker, podcaster who's pretty well known has a big big platform and i remember finding out recently that her husband hasn't read any of her books wow and it made me feel so good to know that yeah and i was telling her how um troy my husband had bought me a new tracksuit for philly's mom because she wears this like <laughs> tracksuit thing and she was like that's how he supports you does yeah. he has he seen anything you've done no but, but he sees what you wear. He he he's investing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's where how I've had to like shift a little bit is like, how does my family support me? Is it because they know what I'm doing? No, they don't know. Yeah. Like my kids have friends who can quote the blinds from skits I've done. And my kids don't know what they're talking about. They don't know. <laughs> and they don't care, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they support me by, you know, encouraging me to like go to Arizona and take the gig and, you know, just have been they're present, but they're not necessarily participating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. 
So what is it that you hope to do in the future? I mean, I'm assuming that we're going to see more of Philly's mom or we're going to see other characters. Um, you mentioned stand up. Is that looking something, is that something you're looking to do more of? Um, yes to all the above. Yeah. I, Tell me your future now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there'll be more Philly's mom. She's kind of a staple. I don't really know. Like, I guess I, there is more of Philly's mom coming out in a different sort of form, but I can't reveal those things quite yet. Um, but you, there will be, you know, Philly. So can mom. you tell us any more about what you did with a longer form? Like, how did you, how did you approach that for so your Arizona? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's kind of like where I wrote some jokes and I did them. I mean, some of it is funny because there, you know, motherhood is just plenty of material. Yes. I mean, there's just so much there. And my kids have given me lots to work with things. I did not think were funny at the time. Oh, now we laugh at it. Yes. Yeah. Now I get paid to tell that story. So, um, but before I was like crawled up in a corner in a closet crying myself, you know, because I didn't think I was going to make it. Um, so I did that. And for this particular event, it was event for mom. So I was very fortunate. I had so much to work with (laughs) and I just kind of tell some stories and, you know, you tie it up, you built it up, you set it up, you bring them up here then you bring them back. Yeah. The journey. I mean, how did you even learn that kind of, was that, you know, was that for your troop or? No, I don't think so. I think, well, I am a huge stand-up comedian fan. Oh, okay. So I do watch quite a bit okay. of it. And I've just studied it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What do you like to watch? Um, oh, I mean, I just saw um, Gary Goldman do a show in Newark just a couple months ago. I think he's a genius. Um, I like... There's so many, honestly. I think Angela Johnson's funny. I mm-hmm. think Leanna Morgan's funny. I like people who bring their culture into it too, because it's similar to what I do, but um, I listen to everybody. I mm-hmm. mean, and sometimes I listen to people who don't really think they're funny, but I'm like, well, why do other people think they're funny? Like, mm-hmm. what are they doing that's that's reaching that audience? So I just like to study comedy. And yeah, that's- I always have, always have. Okay. And yeah. it, that seems like, honestly, the best way to learn, right? What are people doing that's working? Watching and then trying to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do hope to do more of sort of stand up in that sort of similar setting conferences, events mm-hmm. where they need a, where they need someone to break it up. A little mm-hmm. bit. I mm-hmm. do like that. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's yeah. Great. There'll be some more, there should be, there should be some new characters coming soon. Um, so when, when you were in Arizona, did you, were you Philly's mom or were you, you? No. I think originally they were thinking that Philly's mom would come, but Philly's mom, um, I don't think she translates live unless there's a lot of context put like put around her, you know, screen really does bring a lot of assumptions like, you know, quickly, whereas live you're like, well, wait, what's like, what's going on? Like. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Is this you? Or are you being somebody else? Unless it's like a show. Mm. Well, that so character in Miss Maisel, what's her face from Queens? Sophie from Queens. Like yeah. she literally had to embody that character. Yeah. And then she sort of got pigeonholed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes, that's, a, that's a great example. I don't do Philly's mom live in that, in that particular setting. I don't think that would make 
sense mm-hmm. yeah. to her. But you're the point of the the skits are like you're just getting a little you're getting like a just a little second of her talking to somebody. So it would be weird for me to get there for 15 minutes in her chat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. unless there was like a whole context around that. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't do her. I did talk a lot about being an Italian American in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, because that's what I know. And so. that's good material too. It's plenty there too. <laughs> it's great. So fun, Noel. So it I am fun. wearing um one of your sweatshirts. Let me see. Can you see? For mm-hmm. those if, those Let's of you watching on YouTube. Um, love love thy, hater. thy hater. And I get, um, <clears throat> I have the sweatshirt version. There's also um, mugs and t-shirts with this saying on it. And I get compliments everywhere I go when I wear it. See, there you go. Noelle's got the, got the mug. <clears throat> so for those of you who haven't seen her skits yet, she sips coffee while she is talking as Philly's mom. And so that's led to a line of coffee mugs. So what other kind of um, merch do you have? I have a coffee mug um, that has like a picture of Jesus on there and it says like troublemaker underneath because that's like a conversation that Philly's mom often has with her friends is Jesus <laughs> being a troublemaker. I have the love that hater. I have a, there's a mug of Philly's mom, like of Philly's mom. Um, then there's like uh, some bags now and there's like a Jersey bag that says coffee bagels, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple different things on there. I actually can't remember everything, but yeah, there's there's a whole line you can peruse now, um, which has been fun. But the coffee mug thing is funny because at first I was just using any mugs that I had. And I was like sending all this business to this one company that has like a line of mugs because people would be like, oh my gosh, I love that mug. Where'd you get it? And I'd be like, oh, this one place, you know. And um, Which mug was it? I don't know if I can say. Okay. Sorry. That's but okay. I decided, oh, wait a second. I'm going to make my own mugs and see what happens. And so I did. I started to like, I made my own little line and promote those. Yeah. Yeah. I like those. So No, it's good. Fun. It is fun. <laughs> Anything yeah. else you know? Want to know? <laughs> Anything else? Um... No, I think we've covered a lot of good stuff. Yeah. No, really I, I do appreciate, yeah, like understanding your creative process more. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and just understanding how it impacts your family, you know, because I think a lot of us who are doing work online, it's, <clears throat> we have an expectation of what that would look like. And it's, you know, it's not always how we imagined. And so it's really neat to understand your family and how they support you and, um yeah, how it's impacted your kids because it's tough. And I think um, if anything, I think it's been a good thing for my family to see me do something that is that brings me a lot of life, you mm-hmm. know, um, and it's not just always about them. Yeah. So I, and I think they actually appreciate that. You know, they like that, you know, even though they're not necessarily up to date with the details of what I'm doing, they're like, oh, my mom does comedy stuff. That's my mom. And I think that they like that I have my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think it's a good thing to model to them too. Yeah. Have you ever thought about not doing it because of your kids? I mean, I know, I think that there, uh, there's been ideas that I have that I've definitely held back because somebody's annoyed with it or they give me pushback. And I don't think that I, I probably could find a different way to 
um, you know, creatively execute whatever it is I'm thinking of. But I definitely have not stepped into all that I've wanted to do because mm. of that. So I'm wondering, like, was was there a time when you didn't pursue this because of your kids or family members? Um, well, I think I'll say first, let me say this, the, because of the comedy stuff, some of it does involve their, them, some of the stories mm-hmm. I have to, I do run those by them because mm-hmm. if I'm yes. talking about them in a public setting, I need to make sure they're cool with it. Mm-hmm. But in terms of not doing it or doing it, I don't think it's been my kids or really any family members. I think it's been my own, um, belief that doing comedy wasn't really needed, you know, in ministry or, or could be a form of ministry with it having to be Christian comedy. Hmm. You know? And so I just kind of thought, well, what do I do with this like acting thing? Cause I'm in ministry. Like I, for a long time, just kind of like ignored hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And one thing I will say, and I've shared this before, but when I was in college, I did actually have like a crisis where I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be a very good pastor's wife because I'm not really pastor wifey. Like I don't really bake. I don't play the piano. I'm not really quiet. <laughs> like I kind of am like going to school to be a pastor myself. Like this is going to be a problem. And I remember going to see a professor um, and he was sort of like a, like a professor of counseling, I think. So I, I went to go see him and I was sharing with him just sort of how I was really worried. like. I wasn't what was typical in terms of ministry and being a female. And um, he t- he said to me, okay, well, it's spring break. I want you to go home. I want you to pull out all your photos of you as a child, lay them on the ground. And then I want you to ask Jesus, who who is that girl supposed to grow up to be? Mm. And I remember doing that in college and being like, she's supposed to be a performer. But then going, but that's not really that spiritual, is it? And kind of just putting those pictures aside and walking away from it and being like, Mm. I'm just not going to do that. Like knowing Mm. that's what I'm supposed to do, but saying that's not what I'm going to do because it doesn't feel like it's the more not holy enough, you know, notable thing to do, you know, or noble thing to do, I should Mm. say. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, it took me years and years and years to get to a place where I'm like, well, wait a second giving people the opportunity to laugh is giving people the opportunity to heal and rest and process. Mm, Definitely. That is a way of serving and, you know, creating a safe space for people to get, get to the next point in their life. So I think it's been my own perception that has limited me from doing what I feel like God has called me to do, which is, which is to, you know, here I am. If you want to laugh and get a break, you know, then go to my Instagram feed and follow me or hire me for your next event or whatever, you know, like this is what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know? And well, I, that's I, wonderful. Having <clears throat> that strongest sense of yeah, doing what you're supposed to do. It's still yeah. scary. It's not like <clears throat> I'm like, you know, not terrified about it, but yeah, there is. A well, bit of I it's think like, it's God, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I think that God is good and that if he has put these desires in you and if he's created you to be this way, he has a plan to bring it full circle and to marry those things together. And yes. I I am just so excited that you um, 
want to say have figured that out because there's more to come. I'm sure that you you don't know um, yes. that is in store for you, but that you've embraced all of this and figured out how it can work together and how it can serve people, entertain people, minister to people. Yeah. No, I'm. I I uh, I think at least you once said this to me. I don't think it's original to you, but you said all of life is copy. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's not original <laughs> to me, but it is my. It's still my tagline. Yeah. And um, it's actually not, you're talking about Nora Ephron's mom. And she didn't say, yes, yeah, she did. She said, it's all copy. And then you said something to <laughs> me recently, which I love and am totally embracing, which is all of life's a prompt. And I'm not sure if mm-hmm. I said it or you said it, but I, you, you, I think you said, Elise, you love prompts. And I said, all of life is a prompt. Right. Yeah. And it's true. It's, it's like true. life is material, right? It I mean, is. You're a writer and you're a creator and you're a thinker, seriously. And it's true of all of us, no matter what we're doing. But it's just more true when you're literally somebody who's observing what is going around, going on around you and saying, I'm going to use some of that to inform what I'm doing specifically. Mm-hmm. I, I, wanna, I wanted to know something about um, like, okay, so everything that we hear on creating and social media these days is intentional, 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 which I know we all agree. That's a very good thing. But I'm also hearing a little bit like what, what part of this is intentional meaning? Do you have like a schedule of when you do this? Are you taping at certain times? Are you really sort of within the confines of a lot of stuff, meaning you, you work and you're raising a family and all that just kind of when you get the time or how's that working? I try to do something new every week, which is not very, it's not like consistent enough for social media, but I do feel like when it comes to comedy and internet, you know, where everything remains forever, I try to put stuff out there that I think is kind of funny, you know, like is going to sort of be helpful, you know? Um, so if that's only once a week, then I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not, you know, I think when you're doing something like what I'm doing, it's very different than like a typical influencer right. type kind of mm-hmm. stuff or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you, you know, mm-hmm. you're using social media to serve people. There's different ways that we serve and there's different approaches. So for me, it's like I try to do at least once something fresh once a week. And yeah. um, I, yeah, I have a day that I can, I do it and I kind of think about it all week and then sit down and write it. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say something. I think that one of the things I've learned through comedy, and this is just my whole life, has been when things go wrong in life, it's an opportunity for something to be funny. And, you know, when things are perfect and go well, there's nothing funny about that. <laughs> no, there there's nothing funny about that. But when yeah. things go wrong in the moment, you're like, this is so embarrassing or, you know, I'm so disappointed. But you look back and you know, you can see the humor in it. Those are the, those are the funniest stories that you bring to the dinner parties are when things go wrong and maybe things work out in the end, or maybe they don't, but the humor is found in what's gone wrong, not what's gone right. And so I think that's been why I think humor is a huge value for me is that's how I get through, mm-hmm. you know, I've raised, I'm raising kids special needs. I've Certainly, I've had many failures in my life, and uh, certain traumas have happened. And the way I get through it is okay. Well, now everything is imperfect, but that's good because it's material and it's funny, <laughs> and that's what people want to hear. 
Mm-hmm. They don't want to heat. They don't necessarily want always things to be just perfect and right. They want to know they're not the only ones. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, again, I think what we, what we kind of started with is, you know, what is, what is Philly's mother's charm? It's, oh my gosh, she's experiencing what I'm experiencing. She, and, and not only is she experiencing it, but I'm laughing at it. So maybe I can laugh at my own circumstance a little bit too, and not take it all so seriously and be so bummed out that things aren't going the way I want them to go, or my kids aren't doing what I want them to do, or, you know, following after what I hoped for. It's just, it's really good. It debunks some of this seriousness about our desires, I think, for our kids and, and our observations of them and our fears about them, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love that. She's always like kind of in competition with, um, uh, James and John's mom who in the Bible, James and John's mom is around. And, um, I just love that. She's always asking Philly if, if James and John, she mom invited was there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I just feel like surely somebody had to have asked, you know? Oh yeah. So or what there wasn't even room for her, maybe, you know, like yeah. why, why wasn't she there? And yeah, yeah that's good. It's fun. Taps into yeah. our FOMO. Yep. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thank you so much for being with us today. I mean, even though, um, again, like we know each other in person, I, we've never got to ask you these questions and, um, it was really good to, to hear about that. Yeah. Well, fine. thank you for uh, asking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks ladies. If you'd like to connect beyond the podcast, you can find me over on Instagram. It's my favorite place to hang out and share the ups and downs of everyday life, what we get right and what we get wrong too. You can find me at, at Kimberly Amici, and you can find the podcast at, at Build Your Best Family. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose. <laughs>